Hey guys, it's Coach Ben, and you are listening to the Benchcast. I'm here with small arm, leg strong. We're back on the Benchcast, and today we got a good episode for you. I'm really excited to shoot this shit. We're talking about uh, recovery, all right, and how you can get better at recovering. And why is that so important? Why is it so important that we take a look at how we're recovering? Because well, you don't need to ask anyone about programming. Because everyone will freely tell you that information. But you want to be in the gym consistently, you got to recover from your workout. Yeah, absolutely. To recover, you got to, in order to train harder, train more frequent, you got to recover. All right. Uh, if you aren't, that's how you get beat up, that's how injuries happen. That's how you fry yourself out. That's how you want to stop training altogether. All right, so you got to make sure you're taking care of your body because um, you're demanding a lot out of it. Yeah, I think when you're in the gym, you're breaking shit down. You know, you're taking your muscle tissue and you're breaking it down. That's literally what is happening. You are ripping your body apart. So that's, that's a, you know, you got you to gotta get better <laughs> from that. You know, that's, that's a serious shit, you know. Um, you can't keep breaking your body down, and you're going to really start to feel it. And it's not going to be good, and that's when bad shit happens. And it's going to keep you out for a long time. So we're going to talk about all the different variables that go into proper recovery, starting with what I consider the king of recovery, which is going to be your sleep. You know, If you break it down at the end of the day, I always tell everyone, if you've got to keep it real, real simple, eat food, take a nap. <laughs> That's why I was told Louie that. I was like, eat food, take a nap. That's as basic as it gets, but that's your best recovery modality right there. But sleep's a big one. That's that's the kicker, guys. You got to make sure you're sleeping. I, I don't even want to get into all the great things that happen when you sleep. You know, you're getting the hormone releases. You're building stuff. That's not really happening when you're awake. Not the, the degree when you're sleeping. Very, very important. So let's jump right into this. How do we get better sleep? Well, gotta get a, a good amount of sleep. All right. So don't don't think you can run on minimal rest. I know a lot of people who think they can run on minimal rest, but if you're training guys, you need more sleep. Aim for eight plus hours. That's a recommendation for a reason. Uh, do you feel the difference between if you get minimal to eight plus? Uh, I, I I'm it's a huge difference for me. Just Mentally and just physically, I feel like ass if I get like five hours of sleep. I can feel the difference between seven and eight. Ooh, I'm I, a... can, I can feel that difference, and it depends on quality too, but I can feel the difference between seven, eight, and you know, even ten. Ten, I think, is my sweet spot, <laughs> which is kind of excessive, but I feel like ten is my sweet spot. And sleep is one of those things that's super individual too. Eight is great as a general guideline for most people. Me personally, if I get eight, I feel like ass. At seven is a sweet spot for me. If I yeah, go, you go a little long. With if it. if I go six, I feel like duty. If I go eight, I'm so groggy. I feel like I slept too much. Yeah. Seven, I'm good to go. All right, so that's a good example. Find your sweet spot. You know, we're all a little bit different. We're all breaking our bodies down to different extents. You know, our genetics to be able to recover from that type of work is is different. So find a sweet spot and then set a timer. No. When you want to wake up, when you have to go to bed in order to accommodate that, and make sure you're, you're at least going, you're shooting for that amount of time. 
Okay, so I mind, you know, 10 hours, a little excessive. I, I'm not going to be able to do that and have the type of work and training schedule that I have. I understand that. While 10 might be optimal, um, at least 8 is great. All right, so I'm going to shoot for 8 each night. If I want to wake up at 7, I have to go to bed by 11. That's the simple math. And not go to bed at 11. I want to be in bed by at least 10.30 because I want my body to be starting to sleep by 11. And we should give some people some quick tips to go to sleep faster because you don't want to be in your bed and tossing and turning. You're up for two more hours before you even go to bed. So what, what's your, what do you recommend there? So I recommend having a nighttime routine. That's huge. You should have a morning routine. You should have a nighttime routine. Mm -hmm. You should start your day off good. You should end your day off Wind well. up and unwind. There you go. So for me, I turn all my shit off. I turn the TV off. I turn the computer off. I have like a little like candlelight candles, you know, nice, soft light. And I read a little bit before I go to bed. Very romantic. It's super romantic. <laughs> I, I uh, spread some flowers out for myself. He's having a romantic date with himself. Date yourself to sleep. Date myself to sleep. It gets me to bed right on time. Well, I, reading's definitely a good one. Um, that'll put my ass to sleep. Just away from a screen. Away from yes. that blue light. Yeah, get away from the screen. Um, and at the minimal, have that blue light filter on. Because that has been enormous for me, looking at a screen. But I do most of my coaching, I spend most of the day looking at a screen. That's just how it is. That's how I have to coach my lifters. i got to see what's going on. So I would get some pretty vicious headaches from that. Um, but then one of my friends, he said to turn the blue light filter on. I have not had a headache since. A little bit of eye strain, but nothing, no headaches, nothing like that. So at least throw that baby on because that helps. And if you're on a computer, there's a program. It's called Flux. It's, it'll be a blue light filter for your computer. You can set it Perfect. to auto time. So that's, that, I mean, that was a game changer. But that reading, uh, I always frustrate myself sometimes because I can read like a page or two and then I'm conked out. <laughs> that's it. And then I'm like, shit, well, I didn't read anything. But the point is you, you get into bed, you're just putting yourself out. Um, what are things to avoid? What are some things to avoid when trying to get some quality rest? For me, an excessively warm room. That's very I, I can't fall asleep in a warm room. I feel I'm tossing, turning, I'm sweating. Temperature good. control. Um, if you have the AC, throw it on. Um, sleep with minimal sheets. Yep. I, as you know, I date myself to sleep, so I like to put on mm -hmm. some nice romantic noises. I yep. put on the rain sounds. I put on mm -hmm. waterfalls. I just sleep like a you baby. Go all out. I go. I go in. See, I do like the relaxing noises thing. I haven't tried that in a, in a long time though. It's, uh, but that's a good thing. Some I get some funky that. dreams from it, but yeah. <laughs> some people need that like sound thing to help some sleep. But yeah, what works, what works. Uh, I would say avoid eating very late. Oftentimes that keeps you up, or that'll wake you up in the middle of the night, depending on what you eat. Eat some spicy shit. Be <laughs> heading to the bathroom at some point, you just know. Um, but also uh, avoid uh, any kind of alcoholic beverages at night. That's a big one, too. Uh, you know you're not going to sleep good the night you went out. You know, you're going to pass yeah. out, but the quality of sleep... It's a different kind of sleep. It's it's not quality sleep. Um, want to... Like, reading, I think, is probably the best thing you can do. Um, that puts me right out. So if you're having trouble, that puts me right out reading. But I think just building up a consistent routine is, is the best for people. Because the people that say that they have our time sleeping... If you ask them, they're probably all over the place with how they try to get to bed, the things they try. A, a big thing for me, because I used to be stressed out, because there were so many things running through my head, to have a little notepad, so I write down everything that I needed to do, things that didn't get done, things for tomorrow, so I could just forget about them. 
It's already written yeah. down. Don't even think about them anymore. Yeah, you know what? At night, um, you got a lot. That's like when I do my best thinking for some reason. You lay down, all this shit starts running through your head. And if you just take the time, even if you keep that on your nightstand, you jot it down, you don't have to worry about it. Because I know I'll forget. So just having a notepad near you, write down what you need to do for the morning. And when you get up, so easy. You know what you have to do. You can attack it early. Very easy. So get your thoughts out. That's a good thing, right? Do something like that. Um, all that stuff helps. And it's not something you really think of. You don't have to take a special supplement to fall asleep. You don't got to overload your melatonin. Maybe you just need to get your thoughts out for a little bit. You need to have a consistent time and a consistent routine. Do a little reading. Pass right out. Sleep like a baby. Put down the ZMA. Yeah, and do it consistently. Because the first night you do it, you know, maybe it doesn't work for you. But you need to be consistent with it. And, and the time, too. you got to try to be consistent with the time you go to bed. Because you go into bed at 9 one night, 12 the next night. You go to bed 2 on a weekend. You know, you're all over the place. You know, so um, find a consistent routine. Um, another big thing is sleeping neutral. I wanted to bring this up because sleep, while it's the best thing for you, it can also mess your shit up. I have gotten so messed up from sleep. Yeah, you, you never wake up <laughs> feeling like a spring chicken, right? You go, wake up. Um, I can't even touch my toes. And my back is wrecked. All right. I was sleeping in a sinkhole for a long time and I couldn't sleep for shit. But then we got a nice mattress. Um, sleep quality improved a shit ton. I got a good pillow. That's a huge one, too. Get a good pillow, invest in it. This thing's like a $60, $80 pillow, but it'll put you right to sleep. Uh, we get neck pain and stuff with the other ones. I was the same way with the mattress, slept in a sinkhole, and my back always bothered me. Yeah, and you just can't sleep during the night. I'm rolling around, all this horrible stuff. I can't sleep. Um, the pillow is a Tempur-Pedic, and I find that foam is a little bit too rough and or tough. You know what I mean? Like, a, I'll get a stiff neck from it. Yep. Um, so I'll wake up, nasty neck, back's broken. So in the morning, you want to have, like, a little routine to unwind from that. But when you're going to sleep, um, invest in a good pillow and try to sleep on your back. That's real important. At least, even if you roll around in the middle of the night, at least try to start your sleep on your back. All right? And it's hard at first. So you, if you're used to sleeping on your side, I do this whole deal. And if you're watching a video, you can see. But um, if not, I kind of turn. So I'm on my belly and I'm like rotated. And I'm looking to my left. But I got my hand. Uh, my arm underneath me too. So now I'm getting like this tight peck action going on. Got a little shoulder impingement going on too. Yeah, I got uh, my arm will fall asleep sometimes. <laughs> and then I'm like on my belly. I'm like crunching down on my shoulder. I'm on my belly and like I'm twisted to my right. So if I was to twist to my left, there's like a lot of resistance. I can just move freely to my right, but moving to my left, trying to twist to my left, a lot of resistance. And absolutely 100% due to how I'm sleeping. Um, so at least I'll try to sleep on my back. Usually I'll end up rolling in the night, but try to sleep neutral from the start. Food. Moving into the next king. You know, we're talking food and a nap, right? Food's huge. Quality, quantity, both huge players. Um, quantity and obviously you have goals. Yep. Yeah, you have you're either losing weight, you're gaining weight, you're Physique, staying the same. Weight goals, no matter what yeah, it is. But at the end of the day, you have to make sure at least you're eating enough to support what you're doing. So it's a good idea to have fluctuations. You don't have to stick to a calorie limit. If you busted ass all day, uh, it was a really tough day. If you have to eat more, eat more. You know what I mean? You gotta eat enough to support what you're doing. 
So if you're breaking the body down real hard on a day, if you're doing real strenuous activity, you got to eat more food. That's just how it is. Your body uses what you do with it. So Nothing's going to suck more if you're cutting and you have this one day that's completely out of the norm. Let's say you go hiking. Let's say you swim after. Let's say you train that same day. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a way different caloric demand than a day where you just went to work and yeah, sat down. Your activity day. was high and you broke your body down. You and, got you're, a few and you're eating the same calories as that day you rested? Big mistake. Yep. No, absolutely. You got to have some kind of fluctuation. Whatever nutrition program you're on, have some fluctuation to it. Or at least have the ability to eat more on those days and have that understanding. Um, quality of the food is really important, too. I mean, you eating a, a pizza, that's not going to fuel you like a good chicken breast and vegetables. You know, you have micronutrient demands. You got to reach those demands. Or over time, they're going to start, you know, wearing and tearing on you. You get your vegetables in. We all know that. That's common sense. We know what we have to eat. It's just doing it is a whole other thing. You ask a five-year-old what, what you should eat, they'll probably say lean meat vegetables. There's some yeah. variation of that. Something yeah. they don't like. Yeah, I mean, you know what you have to eat, and you know better. I mean, ask yourself right now, seriously. You need someone to tell you what you got to eat right. I mean, we already know, you know. Get your, your micronutrients through some vegetables or fruits time to time and, and get your lean meats. Um, it's, it's all common sense. Stay away from those carbs that are going to blow you up. You know, you don't want a bunch of sugar and shit. Uh, you want good quality. Yeah, brown rice is great. Um, you know after a meal if you ate like shit or not because you'll feel like shit. As much as it hurts to say, donuts are not the ideal recovery tool. Small arm leg strong loves his donuts. <laughs> So he has a hard time, guys. It's rough. Let's pray for the man. It's hard out there for a pimp. So quality and quantity, the two big things. What's your favorite food prep? What if you had to do it consistently? What's the easiest thing for you to do consistent? I think a stir fry is so easy to do. And and tell us how you go about doing that shit. Super easy. Just get a cut of meat, whether it's a lean beef or maybe a chicken thigh. You know, fry it up. You know, quick fry. Like in a wok, get a ton of veggies in there, which is really easy for me to do because they taste so good in the stir fry. Mm-hmm. Have the rice all ready to go because I, I deal well with rice. So you do the noodles or the rice? I do rice. Yeah. I do plain white rice because if I do noodles, I want to I wanna add shit to it. Okay. You know, I want to oil it up. I want to grease it up. I want to make it completely unhealthy. All right. So I'm interested. I think I'm going to make <laughs> some stir fries. But... um. I guess if I had to pick one, I've been doing consistent. I get a good cut, uh, skirt steak. All right, skirt steak, I found, you know, and you got to be particular with your steaks. You know, there's some that I like more than others, some cuts. The skirt steak, extra, extra juicy. I love skirt steak. Um, so I know that, so I'm going to be, like, amped up to eat that. Like, anytime skirt steak's in there, I'm amped up to eat it, even if I have to reheat and stuff. So that's great food prep for me. So I'll get the skirt steak. I'll do, like, a jasmine rice. Brown rice gets old, and if you don't cook it right, like it's just kind of gross. It just takes twice the amount of time to cook, and if you're busy, you know you don't have that time. I know if I make jasmine rice and skirt steak, may throw some veggies in there. I'm gonna be eating that. I'm gonna look for it in the fridge. That I get amped up to eat. So that's a good food prep for me, um, and you know I don't feel like shit after eating that. I, I feel great. That that sounds great. You know, if you feel good after you eat, that's probably a very good sign. Yeah, if. You feel like you need a coffee. I was in a bad rut. I would eat that shit food. Knock me out. All right. I feel like I need a monster coffee, so I'd get one. Brings me back up. I'd eat shit again. I need another pick-me-up. It's a vicious cycle. And by shit, he means microwavable pizza when we live in New York. Yeah, dat. (laughs) Chicken nuggies, whatever the hell was around. Um, Not good. 
not good guys eat stuff that makes you feel good um, mobility the big thing with mobility um, eliminate restrictions and be able to complete the full range of motion demanded by your sport and your daily activity so that's gonna be a little bit different for everyone if you're a gymnast you gotta have a hell of a lot of mobility you're gonna hurt yourself if you're a power lifter you need a little less but you need to be able to get into the positions you need to get into your body works as a use it or lose it system so you begin to lose the range of motions that you don't go into every day or just weekly yeah absolutely so um, you know take a consensus of what you have to do during the day I mean crossfitters gonna have to have different mobility than a power lifter um, if you play a sport different demands there but you have to be able to achieve those positions understand what they are because if you can't get into those positions that's how injuries happen and you don't have to strive to get gymnast mobility if you're a power lifter that, yeah, that's not, not the goal yeah, and sometimes that's a hindrance because now you don't have that tightness that you, you could normally have. You don't have which that control at the end range. Yep. Yes, um, and I see those people have very difficult times sometimes coming in and performing a squat, and they don't they don't understand that they can cut it a little bit higher and they're going too low. You know, they don't have that kind of feedback system because they're already so flexible. Um, so it's tough for people that practice yoga and all this stuff getting into powerlifting, totally different world. And then I always tell them. You know, you know you're powerless and when you're feeling a little bit beat up and you're feeling restricted because that's the nature of it you know you're only going through a certain range and nothing else is required of you so that just breeds restrictions and if you're trying to go back to doing the yoga that you were doing you're and gonna find it harder what's key here is that you don't have to necessarily necessarily give everything up to no you. no if you're not aiming for a world record like what's important to you if you're aiming to be the best of the best in the sport well maybe you have to give something up if you're trying to deadlift 900 pounds, you know, you might not be able to do yoga daily. That's mm -hmm. just something you got to give up. Yeah, you will be a product of what you do on the regular. Um, so if you have horrible overhead, uh, you never spend any time in that position. That's why, you know. And overhead is a really good one because most people, when are we lifting our arms over our head during our normal day-to-day -day no. lives? Uh, never. Yeah, but force yourself to do it. Maybe you get better at it. You know what I mean? So uh, usually we're sitting down. In chairs and it's what I'm doing right now with you yep I'm sitting down my hip flexes are getting tight um, but there's no other demand for me to do anything else right now so it is what it is even um, in your day-to-day -day life day-to-day -day life look around most people have forward head Donald Duck butt yeah absolutely and um, yeah that's it's just a product of what they do on the daily but that's uh, mobility comes down to being able to achieve the position that you want to achieve uh, on the daily, uh, do you have a favorite tool, mobility tool, something you like to do? So I'm a big fan of reaching out to somebody if you have mobility questions. Like I reached out to a physical therapist because I was having a lot of knee issues. And leave so it to professionals. Leave yeah. it to professionals. Like know when to ask for help. And then for me, it's lacrosse ball. Me getting into those sore, tight areas and just moving everything yeah, around. I was going to say the same thing. It's huge. <laughs> yeah, that's that it is. It's big. I know you're also big on the core four. Yeah, so I'll do the, so I love, that's helped me so much, the core four stretches. So I went and got certified in fascial stretch therapy. It was a great experience, and a big part of their program is the core four for self-stretching. Now, we have that on our YouTube, how to go through that. But those four movements, you hit hip flexors, you hit the glutes, you hit your QL and your back, and you get some of the lats. Uh, and if you just do that consistently, I do like three times a day just when I'm feeling beat up, no low back pain. You know, I can walk around and not feel beat up my low back. Otherwise, I will. 
uh, and it just keeps me good to go. Um, so it's something I, I like to perform daily, and uh, it really made a huge, huge difference for me. So I recommend it to anyone. You know, just find that thing that really does the number for you and just be consistent with it. And that's all you need. I've been doing that for two, three years now uh, consistently. And it's worked great. For me, I got sucked into Stuart, Dr. Stuart McGill, Big Three. That's been huge for me, too. Yeah, yeah. It's a good one. Get the bird dogs in there and some other stuff. Um, but, yeah, reach out. I tell everyone on uh, on our team when they're feeling those restrictions, they have issues. You know, I'm not in a position to tell you what's going on with you. And... Um, I'm not in that position to tell you what you need to do. So I can only give you suggestions on some mobility stuff, but at the end of the day, a PT has been doing that for a while. It's what they went to school for, so they can diagnose what's going on and what you need to do uh, to overcome that. So seek that person out. and Make sure they're, they worked with athletes and they're, they're good with that population. Uh, another huge thing, actually, activity. Probably one of the biggest things. And activity as in getting off that chair and doing something <laughs> active. You know what I mean? So Something outside of the gym. I mean, even if you are locked up in the office, you're going to get some kind of lunch break. You're going to have an opportunity to get up and, and walk around in some capacity. Um, and take that opportunity. I think walking is probably the, one of the best things you can do. I know stand efforting is huge on those 10-minute walks. Yeah, and then 10-minute walks, nothing. I mean, you can walk down the road and come back. You know, 10 minutes almost going by. But that's all you need. You just need to get up and do something. Um, we took a walk over before we bench cast. We took a walk over to Starbucks. Got some coffee because you need your coffee to start your day out right. You, your body starts to like cast itself. It starts to like lock itself in a position. So mm -hmm. even getting up, standing up, just moving around a little bit starts to break that. Yeah, so walking, probably the quickest, easiest thing you can do. Um, when you feel like you progress from that, maybe do a run, maybe do a swim. You know, there's a lot of different things. Maybe a bike a little bit. But the point is, get up, move around, do something outside, start planting a garden. I don't know, move around out <laughs> Go there. Go for a hike somewhere. <laughs> Go for a hike. That's a good one, too. Um, but, but do something active. And do something you enjoy. It's important to do something you enjoy. If you have people, then I, I played uh, pickleball. When I went down, this is my grandparents in Florida. I played pickleball with all the ladies down there. And I had a great time doing so. And it was it was burning me up. I was sweating, got good cardio in. I would do that every day with those ladies playing pickleball. <laughs> I had a great time. Um, and they kicking my ass, believe it or not. But find something that you enjoy. You play basketball, you're into that. Go to the park, play basketball with the guys. Um, whatever it may be, just find something you enjoy. Be consistent with it. Lately, I've been doing DDP yoga, old wrestler. A lot of the wrestlers, WWE, are doing that. It's been helping them out tremendously, overcome injuries and whatnot. And I did one workout, and I'll do these windshield wipers as part of the core four on the floor. And I never get my knees to touch. And we're talking external, internal rotation. And the other day, I just did the positions of DDP yoga, went through that workout. It wasn't even technically a workout. It was just going over to the position. I did some of that. It was all new to me, creating dynamic tension. And my knees touched the ground. And I was like, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's measurable improvement. First, yes, first time for that. So I'm doing another workout today. I'm going to do some this week and be consistent with that stuff and see where that takes me. But And I know a lot of people are afraid of yoga, but it's finding one, like a teacher that, you know, it's kind of tailored to you. Like for you, I know DDP. So yes. a wrestler. That's perfect for you. Yes. For me, I, uh, I got sucked into yoga with Adrian. You know, like a nice, you, softer, you gentle free. Yeah. It's free, yeah. Yeah, which is great. Um, I find uh, always from, from long ago to 
DVDs were big for me. Um, having that that program, Bill, I did P90X Insanity to lose a lot of weight in high school, and uh, I just needed that like that direction. Like I felt accomplished from the DVDs. I needed someone to direct me through it, um, and I need to invest something in it. That's important yeah. too. I need to invest. My money has to go into it. A lot of, like I stopped making free programs, for people. So I, you're not going to do it. You, there's no, no investment free, for you. No. Nope. Yeah, there needs to be some sort of investment because now I spent uh, a decent amount of money. DDP Yoga is not that expensive. It's under $100. Um, the app is going to be a subscription service, but I had to invest something in it because I'm not just going to sit back on that now and throw the money out. You know, I'm going to do it, and I'm enjoying it. Um, he, I connect with him good. He's not all you know yoga ish yeah you know, I, I don't really connect i need uh this guy he's got that raspy voice ddp's champion so <laughs> i connect with this guy for me for specific things i ask uh emily a plant powered emily for some mm-hmm. specifics because i had a lot of issues with restrictions in the deadlift yeah i was having trouble getting down there i was just in pain all the time yeah so asking a professional same thing asking a physical therapist asking a yoga teacher you know, just don't be afraid to ask for help from your mobility. Yeah, and then when you do that, especially when you invest, things happen. And, and then you, at the end of the day, too, after all that stuff, look at what you're doing with your program and your training, how you're breaking your body down on a daily basis, and if you are allowing yourself to recover from that work. Because you can only get so much sleep. You can only eat so much food. You know, you can only work on mobility, activity, all this stuff. That helps, but at the end of the day, if it's... The pro- what you're doing in your programs too much, you're just gonna continually take away from that fatigue bank, and you're gonna have a rough, rough go. So you gotta make sure what you're doing on a daily basis is not too much. All right. So plan deloads in your training, um, and, and you gotta you just look at that stuff too. I would look at that last. Um, you know, make sure everything else is in place and see where it goes from there. Because usually if you improve your sleep, you eat enough food, you're working on mobility, you're making sure you have an activity during the day, um, you're going to be feeling pretty good on whatever program it is you're running. You're going to have some good, uh, you think we're going to train maybe like four, four or five times a week. It's for like maybe an hour. If everything else falls into place and it's good, it's consistent, you're probably going to be able to keep up with that work. Yeah, it's for- not too much. Um, I want to just add in, just take account of your lifestyle stresses. Yes. Like, right. let, let's say you just had a kid. You know, your training probably is not going to be great. Mm-hmm. You know, that also interferes with your sleep, interferes with your food, your recovery, and everything. So just work on your lifestyle stresses, even reducing them. Maybe if that means handing it off to your partner if you have one, maybe finding a babysitter so you can train, you can take a nap. Yeah. No, that's big. Uh, handling the, you know, giving off some responsibility, and take time for yourself. I know a lot of people that kept them out of the gym too is they don't find enough time for themselves. They want to do everything for others, but at the end of the day, too, you got to take care of yourself. It's going to be better for everyone around you anyway because um, you're going to be in a better mood and it's just going to, you got to make sure you're taken care of. If you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of others. Bottom yes. line. Yeah, 100%. All right, guys, so I think we gave you a lot of good actionable stuff that you can work on now to improve your recovery. Um, I know I'm going to make some stir fry, so I'm pretty pumped about that. So I hope you take something away. Share this with someone if you know they're, they're out going through a little bit of a struggle, they're feeling burnt out. Uh, it's a good podcast to listen to today, and uh, I, I was really excited to do this one with you. So you know where to find me, Coach Ben, at Bench and Benny on Instagram, and you know all our stuff, at Big Benches. We are now on Twitter. 
So make sure you give us a follow there, Instagram, YouTube, and of course you can listen to this on iTunes if you aren't already. You can find me on the gram at smallarmlegstrong and at Twitter at bigquadtinyarm. Big quad tiny arm because someone actually took small Somebody arm leg strong. So it. if you know who that guy is, direct him to me. <laughs> All right, Coke Ben here, and you have been listening to the Bench Kiss. Later.